if I ran into Cat Williams, I'd geek the fuck out. On Cat? And I know I'm probably one of the white boys he hates. I'm certain I'm in that six comedians of Rogan that he hates. Me, you, Ari. Ari's twice, probably. <laughs> you know he doesn't like Ari. 100%. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. And we're back. And guess who's here? The guy without diabetes. By the way, you told everyone I had diabetes, and this guy came up to me at the show, and he was like, hey, man, I got diabetes, too. And <laughs> That's like, what I wanted to and happen. Like, and like, oh, it got... <laughs> Last night. So I don't have my glasses Did on. you see the one for the American Diabetes Association? No. Oh. You haven't seen that? No. We did a whole thing. <laughs> we were like, Bert is, is, is so thankful for uh, the things you guys do for the community. You know, this podcast can be so good for your soul and then so destroying at the same time. Wait, what happened last night? So let's just let's just backtrack. You know, it's really been really fun watching everyone change their lives with this 5K by May. We got Jelly Roll involved. So many people. It's, by the way, you look great. Thank you very much. You thank look you. great. Thank you. I feel I feel fucking hot. And so I didn't. All right. I feel fucking hot. Like I wore a belt buckle the other night on stage, and yeah. I could sit down in it, and it didn't cut into my stomach. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's, big, it's a big move. What are you down to? I don't know. I don't weigh myself anymore. No more weighing. I don't. Well, no. I what I do is I look to see if I have obliques. If I have obliques, then I'm still on the right path. Okay. Um. So, but I love the good stuff that comes out of this podcast. It's so fun. Yeah. Look, we shame the Kelsey brothers, and then we get so in their grill. Jason Kelsey goes He's, full Burt Kreischer and rips his shirt off of the game. Oh, he retired. He, yeah. we're, we're in their head, Tom. Yeah. We're in their fucking head. Yeah, you know for a fact Taylor Swift looked at Jason Kelsey and was like, yeah, they got you. They got you. They got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's times, like last night, we're in an arena in Amarillo. I don't know. I only stayed at an arena to let you know that it was a plethora of people. Mm-hmm. That a guy says to me in the audience, hey, I got something for you. And I said, okay. And he threw it on stage. He goes, I know you'll love it. And I don't have my glasses on. It's Nazi memorabilia. (laughs) In front of an arena full of people that not everyone knows the joke. Of course. And then I go, this is, I see the crest, the Nazi crest. And I go, is this Nazi memorabilia? And he goes, I knew you'd love it. (laughs) <laughs> and I then had to back out of why I had to explain why I was getting Nazi memorabilia, explain that I know, did not want Nazi memorabilia. I then was like, how the fuck did you buy not find Nazi memorabilia? Yeah, you can get it. <laughs> and then everyone's like, where's the teacup? And I'm yeah. like, duh. Yeah, yeah. I get yelled teacup quite a bit. Yeah. So somebody, another person with diabetes talked to you? Comes up to me in a very vulnerable moment. And he was like, hey, man, I just got diagnosed too. I know what you're going through. <laughs> And I was like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> he was like, type 2 di- diabetes. You, you're, Tom said, you got diabetes. And I know what that is. Man, it's scary. We, we change our life. And I was like, bitch, I changed my life. What the fuck are you talking about? I have diabetes. And then, and then I get defensive. Yeah. And, and then I'm like. And then they're like, dude, it's not. It's and okay. And then the guy gets offended that I'm like. Yeah. Like, and, but I got caught so fucking off guard. If I had a nickel for every time someone brought up Hitler's teacup. Uh, diabetes, me losing my foot, me me getting my liver drained. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but, uh, but the thing is, the diagnosis helped you. You look great. I don't have to. I wonder how close I was to diabetes. 
There's a, you know um who uh who who actually got diabetes. And I, he, I I can name five people, five comics. Oh yeah, okay. Because yeah. there's there's com but who had he just did a total dramatic change and and because you can you can get yourself out of type two was Dean Del Rey. Oh yeah, he did. And, and by the he way, he got it. He said because he was trying to get on a health kick, and he so he started to to drink juice, right? So he was like, every morning I go get juice here and then another juice and the juice. And it was just so much sugar. He gave himself type two diabetes. And so he, he thought he was doing the healthy thing, you know? And those, then those Joe's juice cleanses, like early Rogan, yeah. when he would, we called it Hulk cum. Yeah. And, and you'd do that and then you'd feel sick and you get diverticulitis yeah. and diabetes. I remember Dunk. I don't know why this always sits. Anytime I see almond milk, yeah. I remember Duncan Trussell saying one time, I think it was in front of Joe. He has like, diabetes. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. How the fuck does he have diabetes? Recently diagnosed, yeah. For, are you being serious? 100%. Really? Yeah. I remember him, you know. So it's you, Dean, Duncan. <laughs> Who else? I wonder what my numbers are right now because I've been carnivore for 176 days. Really? Yeah. I've... I, I've Cheated like on Thanksgiving. I had uh, some stuff. I saw stuffing. a photo of you on my phone last night that from like a few months ago that I was like, I mean, unrecognizable. Re yes. You don't realize, you don't realize, you know, I wish I could go back and take all the times people. I wonder if I'm going to do that now. Cause like I've had two people, like two guys in recovery that say to me, you know, you're an alcoholic. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm not drinking right now. Like, yeah. it's, and they're like, you're an alcoholic. You need to be an AA. Recently? Very recently. Like a week ago. Are they comics? One is. Two, two are. Yeah, two are. Two are. One is Bobby Lee. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say to him? I, I, there's no way to quantify to someone with real alcoholism and drug addiction. Like Bobby's like, I think Bobby would admit this. Yeah, he's like, an addict. He he's, he's like, he's an addict. He's an addict with like, all of them are sex addicts, which I don't, I can't really wrap my head around. I was like, I never got. I was it's the same. It's the same thing. It's 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 filling that uh, that hole. Do they jack it. off like four times a day? Not necessarily. No, they can't control fucking other people. Well, it's not that they can't control it. It's that they're going for it to fill this gap. It's like this impulsive thing. Like this will make me. This will make me feel better. And then they feel empty. It's like having a drink, right? And like yeah. this will this will soothe the thing. And it's like, well, it doesn't. So I'll go have another one. You know? Yeah, I don't it's know. An addiction. Yeah, I don't I, I like, but it's hard to, you can't defend yourself. It's like a shark attack victim going, you know, there's sharks out there and you're like, no, I know you're missing your arm, Yeah, but I've been in the ocean and I've been okay a couple times. I'm going to go back in. I'm going to keep going back in. Yeah. Like I enjoy the ocean. I'm not going to stop surfing. Yeah. Like I, that's the only reason I got in shape is so I could keep drinking. Yeah. It's the only reason I got in shape. Yeah, seriously? The only reason I got in shape. Was to keep drinking? So that I could keep drinking. <laughs> yeah. I got in shape for a lot of reasons. Number one, I couldn't see my dick. I couldn't like there was I couldn't get out of a couch. There was like it was getting out of a couch was a fucking I couldn't tie shoes. That's a real thing. Oh, coffee. Thanks, Reed. Is this no, is this cool if I drink coffee? Is this an addict move? Fucking cunts. <laughs> fucking cunts. No alcoholic ever looks at you and goes, You know the only person that's ever told me I'm not an alcoholic in the whole society? Who? Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew. He's like, I don't think you're an alcoholic. I just think you like to drink. And I read, you know, look, I don't know. I'm going to go, go off on this. But, like, I do think there is a middle ground for people. Like, there is yeah. a middle ground where you get to have fun, and then you just get your life in order and make sure you're not fucking things up. Yeah. Here's the other thing. It's like, try finding 10 people that are going to give me an intervention. I'm fun as fuck to party with. Yeah, that's true. No one wants to stop Like, no that. one's going to be like, uh, even when I was at my worst, everyone was still giving me beers. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't got it. Okay. I don't okay. got diabetes or alcoholism, guys. Your boy's good. There you go. I might be a, a delusional narcissist. There you go. I could be. <laughs> soft narcissist is what my wife calls me. Soft? Yeah, soft. Is that I just think about me? That uh, seems like a reasonable diagnosis. So many comedians yeah. are fucking soft narcissists. Well, yeah. Have you ever gotten a text from someone who sends you a text and then they spiral out of control? after? Like, dude, I hit you up. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah, What yeah, the yeah. fuck, dude? Are we cool? Is this something I said? And then you're yeah, like, yeah. I... I'm sorry, I'm in Mexico. Yeah. And then you write back and you're like, dude, I went to Mexico. Yeah. I went to Japan. It's a new episode of Two Bears, One Cave. <laughs> hey, Tom, tell me about your story about Japan. <laughs> I'm so curious that I will not interrupt. <laughs> Did you just say, more wasabi, please? And I you said, have low sodium soy sauce? Good morning. 
I'm Tom. Nice to meet you. That is some tasty rice. <laughs> I said that to a Japanese lady, and she was like, <gasps> and I go, that's it. That's all I know. <laughs> and she's like, you said whole sentence? I said, yeah, whole sentence, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was very impressed. Do you think we'll get out of wokeness where we can go back to making people's accents? Not that one, but yeah, the other ones are it's okay. It's so accurate, it's though. It's so perfect. It's so good. It's perfect. You'd think they'd appreciate it. I know. Like, it's a love of your culture. I fucking talk about it on stage, and they, they people, you can tell, because on stage, you're talking about it, and people are still like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go do the accents you can and can't do. You There's, can still do black dude. Oh yeah, yeah, especially if you nail the black dude. You, here's what actually the truth. I think you can you can you're allowed to do any impression. Not only if you get the cadence and tone right, but if you get the information right, the information okay. and the accent together is what allows it is what gives it a pass. Oh, so it's okay. So if a black guy goes, yeah, we do say that exactly. Like I heard a black dude on uh, on. Hookers on the point one time. Uh -huh. It was my favorite black dude, and I'll never stop doing it. I don't care. Cancel me. Yeah. My favorite one. Sure. Guys, walk, Hooker walks by, and he just goes, hey, hey, can I play and get some conversation? <laughs> there you go. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. The best, I've, the best phrase I've ever, or I love the, um, uh, I just said it today. It's all over Instagram videos. Uh, what was the best? Uh, oh, fuck. I'll, co I'll come up with it. But it was like, it's, um, it has the word fuck in it fuck you thinking about the fuck like i love when they do that i love it you live with black people are like the, the fuck, fuck you thinking about the fuck you thinking about yeah because it's like it's just theirs it, the way that the that's called um well some of that stuff is like uh like the sentence structure yeah it's called a a v e right that's what it is uh, african, african -American, american vernacular english yes yeah it's so good like when somebody goes like it's a lot of people here right it's so lot. you think that you go, that's grammatically, but that's actually like a way the black people in America speak. Yeah. Right. I love it. Moms, my mom's house. No, oh, yeah. That's that. Like talking about your moms. Yeah. yeah your yeah. moms. Yeah. That's, I love that's it. totally. Yeah. But if a white guy says that, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you're like, take care of my moms and shit. And you're like, huh? although some white guys like Paul Wall when he does it. Yeah, he he's really in there though. Yeah, <laughs> like he's, he's really. If you're fucking making grills for people, you you're allowed to say some shit. I think we should get grills. Uh, I've been wanting to do this for a decade. I would love grills. Yeah, we should go to Houston. It's not that far. Yeah, I I, we, I, we, I bet Paul Wall would hook us up. I don't know. Paul Wall, Paul Wall. I think we get the full price, but I think we should do it. Do you see? Do you see uh, Yasim Yasim Bay? Yasin Bay. Yasin Bay go off on Drake. Yeah, that was interesting. That was kind of a fun one. Wait, to... Tom, tell me about Japan. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was the it was the greatest. I had I had the absolute best time. Where'd I mean, you go? I just stayed in Tokyo. I mean, I didn't have that much time to do yeah. it all, but like Tokyo was. Like you were like dream. MacArthur, just Tokyo and fucking and out. out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> sign this the, piece of paper <laughs> on the approach. You're just looking out the window, thinking about the battle of Midway. And you're just like, you motherfuckers. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were next level. Yeah. That mindset? They're just starting to remilitarize. You know that it's oh, the first time. Oh, I started with that too. Cause I was like, Hey, I know you guys are starting to remilitarize. I just came from Honolulu. Let me tell you something. Take it easy. Do you think, slow down? Do you think they're kids? Do you think, so our kids are soft. Yeah. Like you look at like the Navy SEALs and you realize our children, our children are all non-binary and like, yeah, and yeah. like pronouny gay. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're fluctuating gay. Sure. Like sure. I, 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 they're gender fluid. Yeah, like I met a kid that I'd known my whole life and he came out of the closet to me like he was like 18. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't think so. You told him he no? I didn't say that, but you could see by my eyes <laughs> that either I wasn't cool with gay guys or I didn't believe him. <laughs> I was like, I need to prove it. You got to do something. Like mm -hmm. fucking macrame or suck a dick or something. Yeah. Something real. Sure. Because like, I got, I don't know. But I get, you know, good. Look, good for these kids. But I'm saying like, our military is going to be soft if we go to war and we have a draft. Yeah, we're fucked. And our the, kids, our our kids are all TikTokers. Yeah, they want to be famous on YouTube, which is totally fine. I'm in the same boat. I'm just saying I don't belong in war. I also think that some of that's just like the perspective on the coasts. You know, like you get yeah. into like the middle of the country, 
You know, when you get away from LA and New York, you do it. It is a different fucking world, man. Do you see? Do you think your kids are going to be gay? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They're uh, they're pretty young. You know, they but do don't, you see tendencies? I don't. They don't seem like it. I mean, they don't. I don't go like this one's gay. Like when, um, you, when you and Christina come home, do they go hey? No, no. But they do say, "Look at my asshole and smell my penis a lot." So, well, that is kind of gay. I know a lot of comics that do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> it's constant. There's like little boys are obsessed with their dicks. Obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about it, wanting to. Show, you're like, you can't show it to people. You got you can't stop, you can't jack it like that in public like put it away they're like this feel they don't even know what they're doing they're like this feels good like I know I've been doing it for 44 years stop doing that in the living room yeah I still love my dick I could never wrap my head around that Wu-Tang guy that cut his dick off What Remember the Wu-Tang guy that cut his dick off No There was a guy in Wu-Tang Wu-Tang's like pretty broad it's like being in the ARP like there's a oh, lot of guys Oh you mean one of the main nine No members. one of the one of the auxiliaries Yeah uh Christ bearer Wu-Tang Clan affiliate rapper who cut off his own penis in a drug-fueled mental yeah, breakdown. Well, okay. Because he said it was it was causing him a lot of problems. The dick was? Yeah. Okay. I bet I'd be a lot more focused without a dick. This guy cut his dick off? Yeah. On top of a building, I think. Yeah, but it was drug, drug-fueled mental breakdown. I mean, oh, like, yeah, but I've been pretty high. Yeah, me too. I've never wanted to lose it. But no, my kids aren't doing that yet. That's cool. <laughs> is your beer fridge feeling a little empty? DoorDash is your door to beer without the run. Whatever drink you're in the mood for, they've got you. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code BEARS24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. I mean, there's like sometimes you just don't want to leave. That's me. Once we're at a spot and we're hanging out, I just don't want to leave. And now you don't have to. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25%, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code BEARS24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer a peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. The thing about buying jewelry is you really don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what you're looking at often. And the great thing about working with Blue Nile is you have somebody who's a true expert that can help guide you along the way so you don't feel lost, so you know what these diamond grades are, you know you're getting real value. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you don't, they offer 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Dot com. But do you think Japanese kids can go? So like the Japanese kids that fought what in a World fucking War II. Amazing society. Seriously. It's crazy how quiet it is. Culturally. Like this is one of the things um, that like I we saw repeatedly. There's a construction zone and you're walking down the sidewalk and the guy whose job it is to make, make sure you don't walk into the construction. So like take the path around is like, bowing smiling and like you know gesturing in a way that you go like oh, i've never seen like that personality that demeanor here for that job i've seen no. the same job mm -hmm. but it's usually like hey <laughs> fuck over there man and you're like all right, all right fuck are you doing you're like oh, yeah it's it's like a whole different and everyone's like that everyone has like like you'd see middle-aged guys 
being the cashier at the place you buy a notebook. And it's just like, he's not like, ah, fucking. He's a proud it's of his a, job. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. That, that mentality when I read Flyboys and it's all about World War II and those kids would join and then they would rather kill themselves than give up. Yeah. And so, but that was a mentality instilled from the samurai. Like, it's like trickle down, right? So that that last generation was all in World War II and then this next generation is all, I think, I don't really know Japanese young culture, but it's, they're no samurais. Mm -hmm. and they're not learning ninja stuff, and mm -hmm. they're just on TikTok. We were looking for ninjas, but we never found one. My favorite Japanese person? Yeah. <sighs> Do you ever see the video of the Japanese dudes dressed like cholos walking down the street? No. <gasps> Type in Japanese cholo. Japanese cholo? Japanese cholos, and they got the pit bulls and the knee-high socks and the long And they're doing pants. it in Japan? And, oh, of course. We're yeah. not doing it in fucking East L.A. Yeah. It's and on just... Japanese cholos are the fuck there. Uh, Chicano subculture, that could be it. It's, no? But they, 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 that's a crazy thing is like in Japan, they've adopted subcultures, like wild subcultures. Yeah, like hip hop is huge yeah. in Tokyo. Um, there, yeah. we go, there we go, there we go, there we go. Hit that one. No, 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 above it, above it, above it, above it. That's the group though. That's the group. Look at these, these guys. Okay. But look. the. Okay. I love the way they do. I love it. I love it so much. You don't see Cholos dressing up like Asian people. <laughs> he did that head nod exactly yeah. how he's supposed to. Oh, yeah. Throwing up gang signs. Yeah. Dude, look at those guys. Look at those guys. But I just would have thought these look were just Look at that. Some, he does his hair. I know. Him. I thought they were just like some swagged out Japanese. I never put together. I wouldn't put together that these are like doing Chicano shit. You know? Oh, I think I, I read the, the blurb. Did you, what was the food like in Japan? fucking amazing right the best like the the best food everything was like an amazing ingredient that's yeah. the thing is we had a salad and you're like this is a bet it was a simple salad lettuce tomatoes couple veg and you're like every bite you're like this is a perfect tomato it's and they do perfect. it so well like we we did we went swimming with whale sharks in japan mm -hmm. and they came out and they made us udon noodles out of the ocean udon noodles hot and the broth was so good. I was like, I just drink cups of the broth. It's excellent. It's so amazing. And the, yeah, king crab. So I've had king crab a million times, but never I was like, yeah, I'll have the king crab. And they bring out, they like they kill it there. So then it's just raw and you're like, holy shit, I've never yeah. seen it raw like this. And then just little salt, butter on this. And you'd go, that's the best bite I've ever had. We went to Wagyu Mafia, which was like, just other level, other God. level. Uh, every meal, I went to an omakase place for sushi for lunch. Also, unbelievable. Their their karaoke bars are private. There's a lot of private. So, do you know how a lot of the restaurant business works there in Tokyo? No. All the good spots. You're like, uh, I want to go to this place, and they're like, Yeah, do you know someone? Not like, like you're like, Do you know someone? You're like, What do you mean? They're like, Yeah, there's no like phone number. There's no reservation. You can't really? walk up. And then at the end, like at the end of the omakase meal the chef gave me his business card. Like he hands you the business card. And I was like, oh, thanks. And they're like, yeah, that means that you can now contact him if you want to come eat here. And that's how, that's how that place runs. I fly to Japan just for a meal. I watch, it's a, worth it. I watch a show on Netflix called Broth. It's just about Asian broths. They have cold broth. noodles. They have noodles. I've watched Downtown all Asian noodles for, for breakfast. Also, we're just, yeah, all the food was like, like dream worthy and then we went to hong kong also incredible food and singapore dude the best thing about japanese culture and i wish they bring it back or i wish we could do it here is geishas yeah i was given a geisha for an evening like giving her like you, they give her to you and you just used her i, I could do whatever i want with her nice what'd you and, do well and nothing bad but like oh. that poor girl was a bar back for the night really she was like watching me drink and then she goes into my room sets up my bed I don't even know she, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I think she sat in my room while I slept because in the morning, <laughs> I think she sat on a chair and just watched me sleep. I thought you were going to be like, I took her by the hair <laughs> and I just fucking pulled her down. No, and it started snowing in the morning. Spit in her face. And she, and she like, woke me up and she said, because we had a flight, we had to catch a flight to Vietnam. She woke me up. I told her, I said, I want a beer when I wake up. Mm -hmm. She had a cold, tall beer for me and she had drawn a bath outside drawn a bath and it was snowing we're in kyoto and it's snowing she takes me out to my bath 
gets me in my bath, gives me my beer, and I drank a cold beer in a hot bath in Kyoto and watched it snow. And she and just bathed she you? Just, no, she didn't bathe me. I, bathed, I didn't even bathe. I just sat in it. And then uh, wow. it was, but they were fucking, it was like full service human. Yeah. It was the best. Yeah. <laughs> I know what that sounds like. I know. I don't even know if I need to point it out, but we used to have full service humans here many, many generations ago. And I know you're longing for a day where it comes back. <laughs> but paid well. Full service human <laughs> is a nice way of saying it. Yeah, if there's pay, it's totally different. Yeah. She was in my choice, I think. As a young girl, she chose to be a geisha. Yeah. She was awesome. They sit like they sit like CrossFitters. Like they just do like a, because it's all in a gown. Mm-hmm. And they just pop down and then stand up like that, like healthy people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Japan was fucking awesome. Japan's yeah. awesome place. It's awesome. It's really great. Go to Mexico. Can I tell my story now? Yep. Yeah. Are you done? <laughs> I listened to a podcast where dudes interrupt the guys the entire time. Yeah. And it drove me fucking nuts. No shit. And I was like, I was like, God damn it. Is this what two bears sounds like? Mm. So, so, okay, go ahead. Went, you were gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where did you go in Mexico? I don't know. The uh, you don't know where you went? Cancun-ish. Okay, and so, but it was a it was a resort. Leanne's good with facts. Like she knows the facts of where we stayed. Nice resort I've ever stayed in. Yeah, wait, the nicest resort you've ever stayed in, and you're not sure where it was. Do you know what it's called? Mm-mm. You don't know what the resort's called? Mayan. Okay, something. Okay. And so we get there. We went down to go see the Grateful Dead and Goose. And Sturgill Simpson was there. Sturgill Simpson. This was one show? They're all on the show? Uh, yeah, I think I met Sturgill Simpson. Wait, how do you not know that? I don't know. I was partying. Okay. And uh, mostly yeah. weed. So that place? Like, Mayan Palace? I don't, no, that's not it. Okay. I don't know. Leanne knows the name of the fucking place. Okay, that's good. And so, um, so we go there. We see the dead... And the first night, now, I, okay, I have to preface, I'm not good with celebrities. I You keep saying this. But I, I, think ga- I geek out, I geek out. No, that's true, you definitely. And so I can't control myself from talking to them. Oh so my like, God, I'm I, such a fan, you're the best, I love this thing. I, you don't yeah. even have to be that good. If I know that you're somebody, I will introduce myself. I can't help it. I really can't help it. What? How do you introduce yourself? I couldn't even tell you because my heart's racing so bad when it happens. Do you do you say that I'm a comedian? It's like just in case oh, they don't know. I definitely yeah. tell them who I am. Oh, you do. Yeah. And what? And do you give them your resume? Mm. You do. Well, poor George R. R. Martin got a ear beating from me. Not like Derek Trucks. Derek Trucks, I've, I've seen him play. Derek Trucks is uh, one of the best American guitarists we have. Yeah, and he yeah. played. And I went backstage, and I do this thing. I swear to God, I go. I go, uh, let's just get out of here. I don't want to say hi to anyone. I'm going to just be cool about it. I actually use you in, as an example. I'm going to go full cigar and just walk through it and just yeah. leave. Yeah. And I walk backstage. We have full access passes. And I see Derek Trucks. And I actually go, I actually say out loud, I can't help it. And I, I go, you're having it. It's <laughs> happening. And I walk up to him. And I was like, dude, I saw you play in Tallahassee when you were 12 years old. You're fucking amazing. And he was like, I played at the moon. Derek Trucks was so nice. He was so generous with his time. So was Sturgill Simpson. I definitely met Sturgill Simpson. Okay. Because he was really cool. Sturgill Simpson, when he sings, Leanne became a fan immediately. He's got such fucking passion in his voice. Yeah. And he's such an amazing guitarist. The guys from Goose were there. I watched Rick play. All of them. There was It was amazing. It was amazing. We're in a private suite. So it's an outdoor. It's all on the beach. It's a, it really is. If you're a Dead fan or any music fan. Isn't this like the end of their run or no? Well, I don't know. Secret time. I, I know. I can't. Ah, fuck. I'm not good with secrets. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is the end of the run. Okay. They're never playing again. Okay. And so, and so, fuck, I got good secrets. Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. And I'm Elna Baker. And we have a new podcast. It's called Pretty Sure I Can Fly. Yep, we've teamed up with my friends and barmates from Smartless to create a podcast where we talk to folks who have more balls in a bowling alley. People who accomplish something extraordinary despite people telling them that it couldn't or shouldn't be done. You'll hear stories about the Air Force doctor who buckled into a 600-mile-per-hour rocket sled and became the fastest man on the planet. 
and a man who wrestles alligators and sharks for fun. Do not do this. <laughs> You'll hear about a foul-mouthed moonshiner. Got a two-inch dick and a six-inch tongue and knows how to use both of them. <laughs> and an even more foul-mouthed female stunt pilot. We got bull riders, balloonists, bobsledders, and big wave surfers. People who lay their balls on an anvil and hand the other fellow the hammer. Okay. I bet you've actually done that, Johnny. Maybe for sweeps. Follow Pretty Sure I Can Fly on the Wondery app. Or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Pretty Sure I Can Fly early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And yeah. so, and so, uh, I, 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 the first, we're, so it's all on the beach big venue it's like 10,000 people it's fucking amazing it really is but we get this private suite it's a corner suite of the hotel that's like the best seats like box seats it's right up to the stage you can see everything and it's all the musicians are in there like uh everyone the, all the great musicians are in there all the promoters all the managers all the agents the first night where they're Friday Saturday Sunday the first night I see George R.R. R. Martin walk by. Yes. For people that don't know. He wrote Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Now, I am a the huge... The series is based on his books. and Yes. I see him, and I say to myself, don't do it. That's not the guy. Like, he definitely won't know who you are, and, and I'm certain people freak out with this guy all the time. Yeah, he has he, a pretty distinct look. It's kind of hard to miss. It really... Honestly, he just looks like yeah. a deadhead, but, yeah. like, he, he is in... He's in the suspenders. Yeah. Like he's, I see him. He walks by the bar and I say to someone, that's fucking George R.R. R. Martin. Mm-hmm. And they go, yeah, 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 he's a dead fan. He's, we have the private suite. He has a, in the private suite, he has his own personal room mm-hmm. with his own personal balcony for him and his people. And so, cause he didn't want to be bothered. I see him the first night. I tell Leanne, Leanne's like, no fucking way. Leave. I go, I played it fucking cool. I played it so fucking cool. I yeah. didn't even say anything to him. The next night he walks by again and Tom, Whatever real junkies must feel where they go, I got to get it. I got to get it. I got to have a hit. I got to have a hit. <laughs> I literally went like this. And, and he walked by and I went, oh, I saved myself. Thank God I didn't do it. Thank God I didn't do it. The last night, my brain's like, fuck it. We're, we're getting this guy. We're getting him. I yeah. can't help it. I am out of my skin. Yeah, it's building. It's building. I'm really drunk. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And then I say to someone, George R.R. R. Martin's in that fucking room. And they go, do you want to meet him? And I went. Yeah, I had told people, I had told people if I start to talk to him, punch me in the side of the head so that I stop <laughs> because I don't want to ruin this moment. Yeah. I don't want to ruin because I know he's probably a surlier, older dude yeah. who gets this all the time. And I don't want to ruin Game of Thrones for me. Yeah. They walk in. Uh, George, I'd like you to meet Burt Kreischer. And he, he was the most welcoming dude. He pulled a chair up next to him. He said, hey, sit down. How you doing? So you're a dead fan? And I was like, and I, all I wanted to do is, this is it. I planned it out in my head. I'm going to say, thank you so much for those books. They turned it, I didn't read them, but they turned it into the fucking TV show I did. <laughs> you're the fucking best. You're the fucking best. You've, and, I, and I knew what I was going to say. I did the same thing with Jeff, Jeff Tweedy. I was like, I got my sentence planned out. Thank you so much for those books. I, I loved Game of Thrones. Like, like it was my, my show. It was our family show. And we got to watch it with the girls when we were in Europe. We all group watched it together. And we've watched them all. And it was so fun. And then he says, I hope your girls were old enough to watch that show. And I said, actually, and now Leanne's behind me. And I'm like, oh, fuck my savior. And yeah. Leanne's like, they were age appropriate. We waited till they were age appropriate. And then <laughs> he starts to tell me the best secrets in the world. I'm just waiting to tell him that I got involved with the Russian mafia. (laughs) Tom, I didn't hear any of it. I'm waiting to tell him who I am the whole fucking time. I'm just like, cause I, I want to establish that. Like I I want, like I want to like establish that I'm not. So you're just like, wait, 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 wait. And then you're like, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Hey, do you want to know something? When I was 22 years old? (laughs) No, his fucking assistant comes in and saves me. Oh, they do. She comes in. She goes, razzle dazzle. 
George is like, what? And he's like, she's like, George, this is Burt Kreischer. He's a hilarious comedian. And he's like, you're a comedian? And I'm like, yeah. By the way, he has told me secrets about Game of Thrones that I've totally blown by. I've not listened to one of them. Leanne has all of them. In the ride home, she goes, isn't that crazy that that's why he sold the TV show Game of Thrones? And I was like, what? She's like, you didn't hear the only reason he sold, he didn't want to sell it, that he refused Hollywood a number of times. And the one reason that he folded was dot, dot, dot. And I went, he said that? She's like, Bert, he told you everything about Game of Thrones that any fan would have lost their mind. He was he was trying to like let yeah, me know. He gave you the hey, insight. If you're a fan, Tom, he gave me a necklace and like five coins. I forgot I got them because I'm sitting here going, when I'm 22, when I was 22, when I was 22. I, Tom, I was so bad. And then his assistant comes in and goes, he gave necklaces to the girls. He gave us coins from, from Westeros. Like he gave us all this shit, which I'm all run past me. Cause I'm not listening at all. Typical fucking bird. I'm waiting to interrupt this guy. Do you end up telling him stuff? No, they go. The, his assistants did all the work for me. They're oh. like, he was, uh, George Bert, uh, got involved with the Russian mafia when he was 22. And he was like, what? And I was like, nah, huh, huh. <laughs> and he was, I was like, yeah, I robbed a train. He's like, I own a train. And I was like, I want to rob your train. Like <laughs> I, I, we sat with him for like fucking 20 minutes. And had the greatest experience, all of which I don't remember and could not recite because I was overwhelmed by the experience. And then I was shaking. I was trembling. I was trembling. And Holy I didn't even shit. need to meet Margot Price. Like, I was just like, I did it. The day's over. I was so, I took a, I was like, can I get a, this is how into it. Peter is like a real fan. He read the books. Uh -huh. And I was like, can I get a picture? And he was like, yeah. And I got a picture. I was like, can my wife get in it? And he was like, yeah. I was like, cool, bye. And Pete's just sitting there going like, I read the fucking books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read the fucking books. <laughs> You didn't offer a picture for no, Peter? No, I just left. I was like, that was cool. And Peter was like, kind of. <laughs> He's like, you didn't. You said all the names of the characters wrong. <laughs> I was like, you remember Big Country? And he goes, you mean the mountain? I was like, you know the big guy that got his eyes wrapped out? <laughs> big Country. <laughs> I, uh, I wish I could be more I like saw. you. I'm being serious. I don't know. You I wish. You'll see it when we do the Super Bowl. Yeah. <sighs> like, I can't help myself. I wish I could. I wish I was different. It, it's okay because it, I think it lets fans know that when they happen, it happens to me and them. Yeah, that I'm the same as they are because I geek out. So I understand when a dude puts his hand behind you and he's trembling. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. I can't help it. I get. I wish I knew what that is because my daughters don't have it. My daughters don't give a fuck about celebrity or fame at all. You just you're just excitable, man. You get very excitable. You're you're an excitable person. Things things really get you fired up. Dude, That's I, met, a good thing. I met I met I don't think it's a bad thing. This is how bad I am. I met Nate Burkus. Who? He's the designer. He's Oprah's designer. Uh -huh. In the two, this isn't his claim to fame, but in the two thousand one tsunami, him and his husband were in Thailand. I think I remember. Yeah. This. Okay. Uh, yeah. I met him at a pool. You'd think I was so into interior design. <laughs> Either that or gay. Like you'd yeah, think yeah. I was one or the other. I yeah. was like, Nate Perkins. Oh my God. I'm such a fan. I don't know anything. Yeah. I, Why I, do you think you get so excited? I don't know. I don't know. I, I would love to get Now, to did you also tell him? You're like, I'm a comedian. <laughs> I could see it in your face already. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand people that don't do it. Like, I don't understand how they do it. Like, I really don't. Like, I would love to not. The problem is with me is I don't know who they are sometimes. Like I know they're famous and I know that but you I feel know like you them. have to acknowledge that if they're, if you know that they're famous, you have to say something. Uh, yeah. And then, and then I, but, and then I won't know their, their things. So like, I'll say all the wrong things to them. Like I'll, I won't quote any of their things properly. I did it with Adam Sandler. I was like, That's I love right. your movie, precious gems. Yeah. Like, cause I know it's a thing, but I yeah. don't know the thing. I don't, I wish I could get rid of it. But I guess there's a part of me that makes me feel like I still am who I am. You're a fan. Yeah. You're a fan. You're you're an excitable fan. The it's only person bad. I've ever been cool around. Yeah. I, and this could be argued with Chappelle. Yeah, but you're also in the same field, right? Yeah, so, but not even remotely. Well, I know what you mean, but I mean like you're you you have the same job. We have the same job. Like I'd do it with Cat Williams. If I ran into Cat Williams, I'd geek the fuck out. I'd geek the fuck fuck out on cat and i know i'm probably one of the white boys he hates i'm certain <laughs> i'm in that six comedians of rogan that he hates i'm certain there's no way cat williams has ever turned on netflix seen me take my shirt off and be like ha can't wait to see what this is <laughs> man this is interesting yeah 
You know, Rogan's got good taste in comics. Yeah, I think we're both in it then. You think you're in? No, you, he likes you. I don't Who do you Cat? think his six comedians are? It's not Shane Gillis. Well, you the six are me, you, Ari. Ari's twice, probably. <laughs> you know he doesn't like Ari. No. There's no way Cat Williams is an Ari Shafir fan. Probably not. <laughs> he, you know he doesn't like Mark Norman. It's 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 the rotation. It's it's Kaz, if, if if he's saying six, he's that's just a number. He just means the rotation of regulars that appear. But yeah, but there aren't an exact six. <laughs> you, me, it's sober October Ari, and, and protect my parks. Well, there you go. Then and he probably thinks Ari are two different Jewish guys. <laughs> yeah, those are the six. He's like you know the one that looks like a coal miner, and then the <laughs> other one that looks really Jewish. <laughs> You know the one that talked about Kobe and then that other one yeah. that just has sh- blood coming out of his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know. Who do you think Kat's favorite white comedian is? Well, he gave a sh- he gave a plug to Ron White. Um, remember yeah. he, he, so, and I thought that was rad. He was like, I, I, Gary Owen? No. No, he gave a shout to Gary Owen. He did give a shout yeah, to Gary Owen? Well, it was a shady shout. Like Gary had to do research and go, was he shady? Oh, me? that's right. I'm thinking that Gary Gary told this story, uh, uh, a shitty story about Steve Harvey after that. That's crazy. Yeah. I met Gary. Steve Harvey. He was fucking awesome. I met Cedric. I, he was, uh, Cedric's rad. I geeked out. I bet you did. You didn't see that? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. I think I, I found out where it comes from. He, I think he thought you were the valet or something, right? No. Wasn't it? Wasn't he like, hey, man, get my car? And you were like, no. you were like, oh, my God, Cedric. <laughs> he, he came out. We were eating at the same place, Boulevard, which is fucking It's amazing. the Bentley around the front. Yeah, like, <laughs> we were eating at Boulevard, and I was out front, and he came walking out front, and I saw him, and I was like, it, 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 there is a thing with comics that I feel like I'm a little shocked that they know who I am only because, and I know that they, that it like, I do, I do big things, but like still Cedric's someone that like Cedric's the man. I've been watching him, Bernie Mac, Steve Harvey, DL. Like I, when DL knew who I was, I was like kind of geeked out. Cause I was like, you're DL Hughley. Like you don't have to know who I am. Like you're at a place now where it's all traffic behind you. Yeah. Like you don't ever have, like there's a lot of comics. I don't know who they are. I saw, I saw DL at the mall in, uh, in Woodland Hills a few years back. And dude, like black guys love them all. Yeah. And they love the Topanga one. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Kevin <laughs> Howard at, at, at Beverly, the Beverly Center like yeah. four times. Really? Yeah. But I did that thing where I kind of made eye contact with DL and then he just like looked down at her shirt and I was like, I, I just want the, I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. A DL's manager is with him. So I think that might have helped him to recognize. Oh, because his manager's no. Yeah, because yeah. his manager was like, what's up, Bert? And then I was like, what's up? And then I saw DL. I was like, hey, DL. And he was like, how you doing? Tom, good to see you. <laughs> but but when, we saw, when we saw Bernie Mac, he was walking out front and it was raining. I was like, what's up? And he was like, what's up, man? And like gave me, dap me up or Wait, whatever. you said Bernie Mac? No, uh, Cedric. Cedric. Because Cedric. Bernie's Cedric. not, he's not going out that much now. I know. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. The, uh, and then my mom, my mom. Your mom was with you? You haven't seen my mom? That's right. That's the video. Is your, or both your parents are with you. And my dad is like, he's everyone's screaming because it's like my mom's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I can't, believe your, pa- I can't believe your parents know my mom. Oh, well, everyone knows Cedric. No, but my parents wouldn't. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah I can imagine. My mom that. would be like, who? <laughs> like, football? <laughs> <laughs> my no. mom lost her shit so hard on Cedric the Entertainer. She really? She grabbed him in a hug. She had her arm around him. So she, it sounds like it's genetic. It's genetic. My mom, my mom, my dad doesn't care about celebrity. He he does like in a weird way, like football players. He's always been like, really? Yeah. Like football players. It's like, he might ask like Shane Gillis. Like he knows who the football players are. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I can't believe you met Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. That guy's a fucking beast. Yeah. Yeah. Shane, Shane is like, I am with football players. Does he geek out on them? I don't know. I would argue that Shane stays up at night thinking of what cool texts to send them in the morning. Oh my god! Like I would argue because Shane's really good at texting people. Yeah, I think that's generational because he's younger than we are. Uh-huh. But like, he's good at establishing relationships. I mean, he got Gabe Davis to do a celebration that's crazy. dance. That's crazy. Based I know. on an internet thing. Yeah, like you won't do it. Yeah, Shane's just really good at texting. Like he'll text 
out of nowhere and be like, uh, yo, bro, you're one of the top five hangs of all time. Mm-hmm. And then you'd be like, for real? And like, he's just as good at like yeah, making yeah. people feel good. Yeah, yeah. But he does that. Like, he does it with Nate Diaz. Like, he texts with Nate Diaz. Like, he he meets us like someone he likes. I don't. He doesn't do it for like like he'll do it for any football player. So I think right. the idea that you played pro football to, in Shane's book, probably in your book too, yeah. is such an accomplishment. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I love it's it. It's such an accomplishment. But like, I don't know. I'm not good with football as good as Shane is, but I. I have the same thing with, with just low level celebrities. Low level, yeah, TikTok people. Oh, you fl- you flip like if I know if I know you from TikTok. Oh, I'll that's right. The fuck out. I, yeah, I, I, don't I have a s- bunch of TikTokers I follow and that I ran into, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're like, I love the way you put on the boots, and then you fucking the walk mo- up the, the stairs. The thing you did with the baby hands, and then the big hands, and then they hit them, and then the black guy walked in. Yeah, he's like, you're, ex- you're excitable, dude. It's like a contagious kind of. You're like a kid. Yeah, I like yeah. being excitable. I, I, I was saying, I don't think it's a bad thing, man. Yeah. But it's not cool. That's why I couldn't have hosted the Golden Globes. Oh, my God. Can you imagine getting that gig? You have to say yes. No, you don't. A thousand percent, I would you pass wouldn't? on that. I would, I would pass on it even if it had a big paycheck attached to it. For real? thousand percent. Because I think you just go like, you, you, you kind of know what you're drawn to. You know what you're good at. You, I mean, I don't I'm know. I'm not good at those jokes. Well, I, I don't think, I, mean, I think that's a fucking rough gig period like across the board Mulaney killed it on his governor's ball thing i saw a clip of that yeah he killed it but that's what he's good at but 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 yeah like john he's not just like super talented he's also like an industry insider not just that i'm saying that he's a he's an actual like he's a real writer too you know what i mean like he's a great comic but he's written tons of sketches. Like he's he's a he was the guy a, getting hired for those Golden Globes, writing for them. For yeah, like, like he's he's really good. At, so like I think that's something. But I'm saying John probably knows like oh this is within my wheelhouse to be like I can do this well. I would get that offer and be like no. Who do you think would be the worst to do it besides me? Besides me, me? No, you'd be good. Mm-mm. You'd be good because you're because you. This is why I've, I actually went through. You know, I actually, I actually thought Joe did a pretty good job. All considering 10 days out. Yeah, dude. I think that's fucking like he should be commended for for like people are just the way. I mean, you know, this is like a world now where everybody just loves to pile on someone if they say something they didn't like or, you know, people were flipping out over a Barbie joke. Like, are you fucking serious right now? This is this real? Like, I think he did great. I think he did great. I think he did great, too. But I was like, I would have done way worse. And I don't yeah. think anyone puts that as like Joe did great compared to and list 10 comics who could not have done it. I would have been up there, first of all, without smiles. That's like why you would have done good. He he was like, he has a big smile. Like I would have been up there. Serious people would have been like, this guy has mental problems. <laughs> like it's not unlike some of my stand-up shows <laughs> where I feel the audience go like, what's going on right now? And <laughs> no, but that's why you would have been myself. good. That's why you would have been good because I, I thought of it. I was like, you would have played to the audience at home. Maybe you would have dude. just played to them. Yeah. And cause that's the, 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 the hiccup I think in that is that Joe at a certain point was trying to get the room on his side and yeah. the audience at home was already, they, they're like, I don't give a, that's why Ricky erased it so well. He's hands down the best. Cause he goes, I don't give a fuck about this room. I'm yeah. playing to you and your couch. Yeah. And that's what worked well. I already was like, I was already thinking of I'd only seen one of the movies. So I was just going to write jokes about Oppenheimer. That'd be great if you were like, I've seen one of these. <laughs> so guys, I hope I don't tip the hat too much. You know which one, but Nicholas Cage is here. Did you see Oppenheimer? <laughs> I would have just gone around and just talked about like face off and all the good movies I saw that they did. Yeah. I would have been like, or just, you just talk about the Cat Williams interview the whole time. Did you guys see the Cat Williams thing? Club Shay Shay. The only, the only, <laughs> the only cool thing that I, the only miss I think Joe could have done, which would have been really cool. Yeah. I think if you, I, this would have been my move, celebrate the room, yeah, but like, but not really celebrate them, but celebrate them in my knowledge of them, yeah. Like I would have been like Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio's here. Do Arnie real quick. Let me see Arnie from Gilbert Grape. Just you know you can do it. Just bang it out real quick for the camera. And then like, you, and then you go <laughs> like that. Do that. Do that. Do that. I'll, I'll start it off. You do yeah, it. Yeah. I'll play Gilbert. Johnny's not here. I'll play Gilbert. You be, and so. uh but the only cool thing would be if you had said, I'm not going to roast anyone except for 
Ricky Gervais because you know the crew and then light up Ricky Gervais you know he'd take it as a joke of course he'd love it he'd love it and he'd get everything you said about him would be fucking hilarious yeah and you know that those writers have a ton but of Ricky Gervais I think jokes. it's like these these imagining these things like in is easier than the execution of it I mean you know you feel a certain way after you've done stand up a while you're like yeah I've been in this and that situation but you still man I'm telling you like you get into, this is not even close to the Golden Globes, but you get into like a private, you know, you go to a private gig, um, you know, like for a company or something and you feel you're like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. And you get up there and it's like right away, you're like, ooh, like the energy is just so different than a show where people are like, we want to see a show. It's just different. Yeah. It doesn't feel the same. So you imagine it'll go a certain way, but when you're in that environment, man, I mean, I've had privates that I'm like, holy shit. I've never done good at a private. No, it's fucking... Remember when the uh, the improvs used to hire us to do their Christmas party shows in December? Yeah. So like companies, you know, small companies would be like, all right, our Christmas party is going to be going to the improv. And then they hired a comedian. But they don't hire a top tier comedian at the time. They have, you know, 250 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So they call you because you're like, yeah, that no one knows who you are or anything at that time. And that's, those are not easy gigs. I mean, no. you're, you're really working to, to get those going. And then the moment you do, it's the same kind of concept. You're like, I'm going to do the jokes I want to do. I'm not here to just entertain them. Or I'm doing my act. You do something that's like offensive, crosses a line. You see that room go, Ooh, and then you realize, oh yeah, this is a corporate event. Yeah, you have like one of the most epic bombs in those, don't you? I have a few. No, when the one in Winnipeg, was that a corporate uh, sort of, it was, yeah. a, it was Christmas parties. Yeah. yeah. But I remember another one, uh, in Brea, which was a Christmas party where I did a joke and I forget if it was about like race or women or both. And then, uh, <laughs> the fucking, I say it and then you hear like, Ooh, like, right. And like, and it's different, it's a different vibe than a regular show. And I'm like, all right, you know, I say something and this guy gets up and I'm like, what's this guy doing? And he walks over to the table and fully audible, he goes like, are you okay? Are you guys okay? Oh my God. And, I'm, and, and it's during a moment of like, you know, quiet, like a lull. Yeah. And so then I'm like, are you asking her if she's okay? And he looks at me and he's like, yeah. And they're like, they're like, yeah, we, yeah we're okay. And he's like, all right, all right. And, and I'm like, <laughs> like it, it hits me like what I'm at, you know? Like this is, hey man, you're like, it's like you're in our office. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't. That wasn't conveyed to me. They were just like, come do a set. What was yeah. wrong with her? He was like, the it, whatever I had said may have offended her sensibilities. You know uh, what I mean? Like, he went to the one Karen in the office. He went to her and then he was like, are you going to be all right with this? But he said it like fully, full volume. And then I was like, I think she'll make it. There's only 45 minutes left. So <laughs> like, just, you know, and you go right back to it. And then, you know, they were fine. That show was fine. It wasn't like Winnipeg. Winnipeg was, yeah, that was. Full. I got cut off in a corporate. Cut off? Yeah. I got cut off. It was in Aspen or Vail. And I was eating a lot of Oxycontins at the time. <laughs> and, uh, and Valium. I was double dipping and, uh, nice. and I was drinking. Hey. And it was a it was a hedge fund, and it was twenty five grand for the show. It's a lot. So it's a fucking ridiculous amount of money. And Lee, I had fallen off a waterfall, and Leanne's like, "You're doing the gig." She flew and met me in Denver and got me to the gig because we needed the money. And uh, I started. I remember I knew I was fucked when I was like, "So tell me a little bit about these guys." And the lady just goes, "Just talk about your Rolex." I was like, "What?" She's like, "They're all really rich." So just like. I talk about Rolexes. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have any material about that. And so I went up and I started doing material. And the one guy goes, enough, enough. Just tell the fucking machine story and let's drink. And I was like 12 minutes in. I was like, what? And he goes, we just want to hear the fucking machine story. So I was like, that's it? And he's like, yeah, and then you're going to go drink with us. And I was like, I'm kind of on oxys. He's like, doesn't matter. <laughs> so I was like, when I was 22, and he goes, this is it, guys. This is the one. <laughs> and I was like, I told the machine, and then we went out, partied hard as fuck. Yeah, I was, the, I was fucking with a guy at a show one time in Irvine at a, at a private like that, and I said something about him being the janitor. And he's like, I'm the president of the company. And I was like, they have a Hispanic president of the company. <laughs> and then 
like, he was like, he was like, oh, you're racist. <laughs> and I was like, and I go, no. And I looked at my phone. He goes, no new messages. And I go, <laughs> I go, prefieres que hago el show en tu idioma? And then everybody was like, ooh. And then he was like, I don't speak Spanish. And I go, <laughs> I go, you sure look like you do. And that show ended early, like real early. Yeah. Dude, we were in, shout out to El Paso. I didn't realize how Mexican El Paso is. Yeah. It is 98% Mexican. The border town of El Paso? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So It's like English is a second language in El Paso. Uh, yeah, I spoke Spanish for the first 10 minutes. Yeah. And so, so there's a point in my show, if I'm fucking around, that uh, I do this joke about going down on Leanne, and if I feel it, I'll sing uh, God Bless America. Uh-huh. God, yeah. uh, no, wait, oh, uh, uh, I... God bless America. Are you on Oxy's now? I don't know what fucking song I sing. <laughs> Any, what song do I sing? America the Beautiful? No. Uh, uh, let me see if I can do the joke. Oh, she was running tights. I didn't figure out 10 minutes. I didn't give up on her. I went down and went, oh, oh, oh. I Amazing don't Grace? What, I don't know. Never mind. This America joke's, this story's gone. America the Beautiful. But does anyone know the fucking song I sing? Which is when... Uh, uh, Land in the prairies and the ocean, white with foam. I don't know. From the light up above. Fuck me, dude. What if I have like the early stages of Alzheimer's? Yeah, that could happen. I mean, I forget people's names. Oh, say, can you see? Oh, say, oh, say can. That's the national anthem, dummy. <laughs> That's what Peter said. No, it's no, it's uh, That's the guy who's God every- bless America. You think you have man that I love stand beside her and guide her from the light up we get up above. You do this on stage? And sometimes I'll fuck around and do it, and then I'll I'll I'll, let, I'll put the mic to the audience and let them sing with me. Yeah, El Paso. Yeah, they were like, "Ah, right, yeah, we never heard that song." Yeah, <laughs> I had to sing the national anthem. I was like, "God, do you guys know this one?" And they knew that one. They knew that. Okay. Yeah, El Paso was fun as fuck. You're not supposed to go into Juarez. Did you go in the horse? No. Oh. Yeah. I, I said to the lady in catering, I was like, is Juarez safe? She goes, yeah, I go there all the time. She goes, not you, but yeah, I go. I was like, what would happen to me? And she goes, you'll come back naked. They'll take your clothes. She goes, the border patrol will take your clothes. Seriously. I was like, for real? She's like, do not go to fucking Juarez. Yeah. I would t- Which kind of sucks. I'd listen to that advice. They should make like uh, polar bear cages where you can go into Juarez. Yeah. So you can see the chaos. And they're trying to kill you, but you feel safe like a polar bear. I have, I have a cousin that just moved to Mexico, and I'm, I don't even want to say where he moved. Okay, yeah. I, I don't even want to say where, but he moved there, and it's a city where you know shit definitely pops off. And I was like, you're not, you don't, you don't have any fear. And he's like, no. And I go, why? He goes, because they tell you like, just don't go to this place after six. Stay out of this neighborhood after seven. This neighborhood you never go to. And like, I was like, is that comforting? And he's like, yeah, because it's like the rules are really laid out. So he's like, you just, they tell you like when you're new, you know, sometimes you can, you can make a wrong turn. Yeah. And at first people will come up to you and be like, kind of, you know, what are you doing here? And then when they kind of understand that you actually are new and you don't know, he's like, they just, they just kind of let you know. But it is a place in this neighborhood that he lives in where he's like, hey, you just don't, you don't go out in the evening. I can't imagine <clears throat> all I was thinking about was being a real drug addict and going like <clears throat> the thought in your head going, no, I'm going to go over to Warriors real quick and just get a little Coke. It's fine. I like, like the, the rationale that must happen with someone that's like really fiending for drugs. Yeah. That's like, it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Well, you know what? We're going to see what happens. I, I need it. Nah, it's scary. Dude. They should bottle that. Bottle that feeling that up. Junky energy. Yeah. Sell that. Like if they could sell that, I guess they do. It's called crack. Well, that's another drug. Yeah. Who's saying that they should bring back crack? They should bring Bougie, it back. Boozy. What do you mean bring it back? It's still available. No, he's like, he's like meth's fucked everything up. Meth uh, and pills. He's like, whatever happened to good old Boozy's fucking a hundred percent all the time. Well, <laughs> you know what Dr. Drew told me about, about crack. Did I ever tell you this? No. He said that like, there's drugs. There's a lot of us who I go, could I try this one time? Coke, PCP, yeah. heroin. He's like, yeah. He goes, he goes, and then you can't tell whose like brain 
chemical composition will react certain ways. Like there's certain people like we could both have meth pipes here, take a hit of meth. And he goes, and you might do it, feel the effects. And then just be like, that was wild. And then the other person be like, I need to get that again. And it changed, it changes their brain composition. Really? But the one that is like, he's like, you're almost certain that things will change for the worse is crack. That, that when you do crack even one time, it affects your brain in such a way that it's, it's over for you. You'll, you'll never be like the same again. And you'll just be in pursuit of crack forever. Wow. Cause you see crackheads, you know, like just completely melt down. He's like, that's how powerful that is. God, that's crazy. And it's just, and it's, it's just Coke really. Right. Cooked. Yeah. Jelly roll used to sell crack. Sell crack. I think so. He sold drugs. I think he was a drug dealer. I think he went to prison for it. Did he go to prison? Yeah, he went to prison. He just did a show in a prison. Did he really? He just did a show in a prison like Johnny Cash. And uh, he's, man, he's, if, oh, 20 year sentence. He served a year for the charge. What would he go to jail for? What was the charge? Dude, he's. Drug epidemic? He just, he talked about, did you see him testify in front of Congress? I I saw clips of it, yeah. He he's firing on all cylinders. Yeah, it was awesome. It's good. I don't. I, I think he's pretty sober. I think he just smokes weed. The uh, you mentioned it at the beginning. It's so cool how many people are hitting me up daily about five k by May. Yeah, so many people are training for it. I think, I, I have, think it's the coolest. Fucking I think we're gonna thing. have a huge show out for especially that. when Jelly said he was gonna do it because like that's the people who can really affect change. Like when like when he. I'll get DM. I'll get he. He's a video texter. Yeah, he'll just send you a video. Hey, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he texted me one time. He's like, "When the fuck does this get better?" <laughs> he's like, "Cause this is miserable." He's in the snow, yeah. just walking. He's got dog hair all over him. Yeah. He's like, "No fuck, does this get better?" It sucks. But man, if he can get, if he can drop some weight and get do that five k, it's awesome. I think he will. He's a guy that puts his mind to something and does it. Yeah, I think that's gonna be fucking huge. Five k, really May, fucking dude. huge. So many people have hit me up. And for people who are like, so I get hit up, where is it? Where's it going to be? We have talked to a couple of places. I think it's fair to say we have it down to two potential locations. Yes. I don't want to give it away yet, but the, we, we should be able to announce the exact location fairly soon. Yeah. Plenty of time to plan a, a trip for May. Yeah. And it should be a really fun trip in May. I think so. I think you're going to really enjoy it. And I think, I think what's cool about it is like, what's really cool about it is, because we had this stupid idea, a lot of people that are very passionate about races and 5Ks and the the guys at the highest level, like Cam Haynes hit me up. He's like, you know, I got 10 people that want to talk to you. And like, and so it will be legit fucking fun. Dude, you know what those, those uh, elite people do it in? They do it in like 15 minutes. <laughs> his, his son, Cam Haynes' son, ran a marathon as a lark in a pair of jeans the other day. In three hours and 45 minutes. In jeans? I think he wrote, he's like, I haven't run in like six months. And he just went there. He's, yeah, they're Cam different. made a different human. Yeah. His, I don't, I've, those children of his are n- not like mine. No. I'm, I don't think my daughters will run the 5K. I'd be shocked if we get Isla out of bed. You, you think uh, Georgia might come to it? Georgia would probably do it. Georgia's in good shape. Isla's in good shape, but she's just. If you tell her you got to be there at seven. She's going to be like, she's like PM. <laughs> she's like, they got one in the AM. <laughs> I've never seen that one. That kid is not I don't think she, we're going to motivate her to get out and run a 5k. Although you would, if like you get big J there, she'd do it. Really? Yeah. If big J did it. She'd do it. She loves big J. Isn't he going to do it? I think so. Big J's everyone's getting in better shape. That's like the new thing. Yeah. It seems like everyone is lo- trying to lose weight. Stavi. It's funny great. that people shame you for losing weight and like people hate you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, you, but who does? Think about that. Who's the person that's going to be, like, mad at you for that? Yeah. It's, it's not someone who's, like, thriving and doing well. That That's mad at you for taking control of your life? I mean, like, it's not someone who's like, I'm I'm doing great, and I'm just mad at you for not for doing the same thing. It's yeah. so funny. I just look at everything as inspiring. Even yeah. stuff I don't like, I go... Oh, try to do something better or cooler. That's a good idea. You know, like, yeah, I look at everything as inspiring. I don't think I ever look at anyone's weight loss. There's a dude I follow. 
I just he's doing seventy five hard, and I've yeah. watched his body transformation, and yeah. it's really impressive. Yeah, and I'm like, this is fucking awesome. And then he's I don't think he has a ton of followers. And then he hit me up, and I was like, yeah, I've been following your journey, but I don't even know the guy. Mm -hmm. He's not famous, but I, I love following. There's a kid. Do you ever see the kid? Those are inspiring. People do you ever see the that. kid that's like, I'm gonna do as many squats as followers as I have, and he's like, today I'm doing ten, and I'll and and then. I'll do whatever the first comment says. And the first comment's like, move to Africa, start a microloan company. It's like hilarious. And then yeah. all of a sudden he had 200,000 followers. And the next day he's like, yeah, I can't do these squats. Yeah, I can't do 200,000. <laughs> That's a big trend in like little kids. They're like, oh my, both my boys have done it. I have videos of them. They send me videos when I'm on the road. Of what? Doing squats. For real? Yeah, doing body squats. And it's so funny because Ellis can do them correctly. And Julian, his mobility, he's five. So he just goes like, <laughs> the way I do squats. Yeah, I'm like, that's not a squat, but it's cute. Um, 5K by May. 5K by May. Jelly roll. So many people. You Kelsey get Brothers involved. better fucking do it. We will. Yeah, of course. We'll get you guys an update soon. Um, thank Gronk, you. Julian Edelman. Yeah. Gronk, and then all these comics. So We're, many comics. I'm forcing Gronk to do it. Louie, Mark, um, um, Savi, obviously you and I. We got to get Big J in. Michelle Wolf. A whole bunch of people are going to do it. What? what? Nothing. Okay. Caught myself. You're about to give up. About to say something. And a I name? Didn't. Yep. And you, I didn't. That's committed? No. That you want to commit? Yep. We should wrap this up. Okay. I'm not good with secrets. All right. Um, we'll see you guys next week. I love you. Love you. Bert and Tom. Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave.